everyone. Welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller. And today we are going to talk about how you can play to your strengths, because as far as I'm concerned, there's no other way to play. And so I have a very special guest. I've had her on once before. Her name is Deborah Galetti. She is an NASM CPT. She's also a yoga teacher, a lawyer, a cancer survivor, and she's an Instagram influencer who has very special insight on what it's like to be an Instagram influencer over 60 and a true powerhouse. So I feel like there's no one better to talk about playing to your strengths than Deborah. So Deborah, I'm going to bring you in, have you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you and anything that I missed in describing you. Okay. I'm also a Pilates instructor. Ah, all right. <laughs> uh, but um, I, okay. So I have um, had, had the, have had the unique experience of living now more than half of my life in France, in Paris, France, which is um, a fun fact, um, which has made for a very interesting um, life experience for me. Um, it's very interesting to live in another country where you weren't born, where you're you're not a citizen, um, and um, it's a it's it's a very uh, mind opening experience. Uh, learning the language, learning the culture, um, having two French American children, uh, have schooling them there. Um, so that's one interesting fun fact about me. Um, and now I go back and forth between the United States more often because my kids are here and because. Um, I love the weather in Southern California better than in Paris. Um, but in any event, so that's, um, I guess, part of my story. The other part of my story is that uh, fitness has been a very important part of my life. In most all of my life, uh, there have been times where I have not been very fit because of of, of certain demands uh, of, of that, you know, when my children were very young, uh, when I was pregnant, things like that. I, I, I tried to maintain a certain fitness, fitness level, but it wasn't as easy. But I really, really got into fitness uh, when my children were older. And I would say about uh, 15 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago, when I had more time. Um, right. And um, I, then, I, I then had about of, uh, seven years ago, um, breast cancer. And that really put it into like, you know, mock speed. I don't know what <laughs> I did. Once, once you, you see uh, death in front of you, um, you realize how important life is. And I said to myself, okay, this is it. You've got to really just get in the best shape you can ever get in. So um, that is what has really motivated me the last seven years uh, is to stave off any uh, recurrence of that. But I also find that uh, it's really mostly been, um, I use it as a stress reducer, as uh, a mental health, um, yeah. uh, I guess, go-to. Um, right. And that's something that we always, with our children, used as well as um, a mental health go-to so that they also now as adults are very active uh, for exactly that reason. You know, when mm -hmm. they have stress in their lives, that's that's where they go. One one will go get on his bike and do a hundred mile uh, bike race, and the other one will go uh, run. Or so. So I think yeah. those are positive ways to deal with fitness. Is a positive way to deal with stress uh, and and then not having to resort to 
the traditional ways of drinking and drugs and things like that. Right. Uh, well, so. and I think that you summed it up. I think that if we had to say play to your strengths, the biggest way you've played to your strengths is that fitness has always been a way that you show up stronger than ever. And I think that having that bout with breast cancer, um, and I appreciate you sharing that because I, I, I can only imagine, right. When you're looking at your life differently and you're looking at, um, your own mortality, nothing will inspire you more to say, I need to fight this and I need to be fit. And plus I'm, I'm over here going, wow, it was in the last 15 years. Cause I've seen your Instagram page. I'm like, well, there's hope for me yet. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I, I read somewhere, I read this article and, and, you know, I told you I was going to ask you about this. I, I can't help myself on this one you had done this interview and you said that you don't think women can have it all. And, uh, I, I kind of want you to pick that up and take us, take us on that journey about well, women I, having it all. Well, I, I think I, originally, I think it was a, a quote from Oprah where she said, we can't have it all. And then at the same time, <laughs> that's okay. where I'm coming from as well. I, I, I do believe that she's right about that. My, my, um, idea about this is that it's very hard to balance uh, marriage, parenting, career, fitness, and be good at all of them at the same time and not, not really lose your mind. Um, so I think that it, it, as far as my own personal experience is, and this is just my opinion, uh, I think in life, and I say this to many people who ask, younger who ask me for advice, life, it goes like this, up and down, up and down, up mm -hmm. and down all the time. And there are certain periods in your life where, you know, you need to be more present in certain areas. So therefore, other areas you have to cut back on. Uh, there were many times in my career where uh, where I had to sort of take a second, um, couldn't take that high-powered job. I had to take a less less powered job because I needed to be more present with the children. Um, and I, and, and, and the fitness suffered as well. Um, I wasn't in as good shape. Right. Um, but I also have to say this too. I, I believe that in life too, it, depending upon your age and where you are, your fitness goals change. And when I was a young mother, my goal was just to try to do something every day, some sort mm -hmm. of movement every day. It, it's not the same as my goals now, which are much higher and much stronger. And, and uh, I have much more time to, 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 to work out and to achieve certain goals. Whereas I was just kind of trying to kind of just stay above water all the time when they were little and I was managing, you know, parenting and work and traveling for work and career and things like that. I was just trying to stay in good enough shape so that I could be happy to be a good mom. Yeah. And, and I, now it, and now it's different. Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree when you're a young mom, you know, and, and I like that, that whole, um, you know, you can't have it all, not at the same time. You have to prioritize. And that's really what you were saying. And what Oprah was saying is that maybe when your kids are young, you can't spend as much time in the gym or as much time running as you want to. Maybe you can't go for eight hour bike rides, but there's a time and a place for everything. And we have to kind of go on this journey and know that life ebbs and flows. And there are times where we have more time to spend on our fitness and then times where we have more time to spend on our kids. And I think it's kind of being present and leaning into those moments and, and capitalizing off of those and saying, this is what it is right now. And there's still time for me to make time for other things as my life changes. 
as my life unfolds. And, um, and that kind of brings me to the next thing. And that is that I have always called myself a late bloomer. Um, and I think a lot of women can actually relate to this because I feel like I didn't truly come to terms with who I was and what I wanted until later in life. And it was almost like I needed the space and the breath to do this. When the kids were gone and my mom had passed and I wasn't a caregiver anymore and I was putting myself, I learned to try to put myself first without all the guilt and all the other stuff that comes along with that and to wake up and finally go, okay, it's my time now. Um, do you consider yourself a late bloomer? Well, you know, I don't know if it's, if I would say, I think I'm just constantly evolving, but I completely agree with what you say, which is, and I think it's true for all women that, you know, and I said, I had a discussion with my daughter just last week about this, which is, you know, it is a difficult time for a mother when the children grow up and they don't need you anymore. They only call you. I always tease my children, you know, as a lawyer, they're always calling me, sending me their contracts and <laughs> asking me my lawyer advice. Well, they, they call me when there are problems, uh, yes. which I always say, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're calling me, <laughs> but um, it is a very difficult time for every woman mother uh, when the children become adults and they don't need you anymore. Um, and you do, you do sit back and you say, okay, now I have my life ahead of me. I've got, a, I, I hope to have many years ahead of me. What am I going to do? <laughs> what is, so what I said was, what is my passion? I needed to focus on my passion. Oh, yes, I love my job. Yes, I love doing what I'm doing. I hope to be doing that forever as well. But I wanted to have like something that was that really is my passion and fitness is my passion. And that's what I do because I love it. It makes me feel so good. It makes me feel happy. And um, so I guess you could say that's late blooming, but I think it's just constantly evolving. I think we're just you know, as human beings and as women, we, we, we're just always evolving. We, we always have so much we can offer uh, the yeah. world. Okay. So I'm going to change my narrative now, Deborah. Thank you. That was my personal coaching <laughs> session and I got it for free. <laughs> I am no longer a late bloomer. I am still evolving, which Absolutely. actually to that point is so true because honestly, I feel like I am always changing my stripes. Uh, we moved around a lot and uh, my husband's career seemed to take precedence and the kids took precedence and caring for my mom took precedence. And it was always like I was having to reinvent myself. And I, I've often teased my husband and said, if this was you having to reinvent yourself, this would not go this way. Um, <laughs> I feel like women by nature, we are, are kind of, um, born and bred to be adaptable and resilient. And that is not saying that men are not that it, that is a general, just, you know, I know that that has worked for me and it's worked for you. So we'll just go with that. We both are always evolving. So Deborah, before I ask you another question though, I want to reintroduce you. So my name is Angie Miller. This is strong mind, strong body. And we are talking about how to play to your strengths. And I'm talking to a wonderful Instagram in influencer who is 60 plus years old and is not letting age slow her down. Her name is Deborah Galetti. She's an NASM CPT, a yoga teacher, Pilates teacher, lawyer, cancer survivor, and she's quite a powerhouse. So Deborah is giving us the ins and outs on how to play to your strengths. And one of those is don't call yourself a late bloomer, call yourself an evolver. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm always about uh, making sure that you make everything positive. Yes. You know, I think, I think there's so many negative connotations for women that we have to deal with. 
throughout all phases of our lives, you know, through, through our careers, through the way we look, uh, menopause, that's like, we could do a whole podcast on that. Oh, uh, I have. <laughs> about <laughs> I've how, been there. you know, no, before, nobody helps you. You just have to figure it out. Uh, and, uh, it's all taboo. And I mean, there's just so much negative, uh, negativism associated with, with aging for women and growing, uh, that I think we need to always put a positive spin on on things for us. I think so too. So there's something else you and I have talked about, Deborah, and that was we both had international experience. So I lived in Germany as a kid. I lived in Switzerland in college. Um, I still love to travel. Um, and I know that you, obviously, you just said you spend half your years in Paris and your kids are um, have had full exposure to different uh, cultural backgrounds and so have mine. And so I think that that's a key component of, of what makes me who I am. And, and I can say this because I have four older sisters and not all of us have traveled the way that I have. And so my lens on life is very different from theirs, not better, not worse, but just different because of all the traveling that I've done in the different periods of my life where I've lived abroad. So I can't help but think that you going back and forth between Paris and San Diego, that has to have really built, um, built into you playing to your strengths, right? Oh, yes. Well, um, you know, living in another culture and speaking another language and understanding another culture makes for a very open mind. It's also like going through therapy all the time because you learn so much about your, not only the other culture, but about yourself, like what you can tolerate and what you can't. You just and took that, away my job title. <laughs> um, what, what I say to most people is, okay, imagine you have, you are a young 30 year old New York lawyer and you're hired to work for a big French company and you move to Paris and it's not Emily in Paris, it's Deborah in Paris. <laughs> and you start working in Paris uh, and you don't speak French and you, you go there by yourself and you're single uh, and imagine that experience. That is, it was a very difficult experience to go through, but my, my attitude was, you know, if I don't do it, um, I will maybe always regret it for the rest of my life. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, this was before, um, body shaming before, <laughs> uh, before the me too movement before, I mean, so, you know, I had some very difficult experiences in mm -hmm. the work environment uh, as a young um, American female executive working in Paris. Now, uh, it, with hindsight now, all of them have made me, uh, have given me an extremely strong character, good and bad, um, but it was extremely difficult. Um, being, uh, living in Paris is a very difficult place to live. Um, it's not like what it is when you um, go there on vacation and have croissant and sit and have drink wine and all of that and cheese. Uh, it's, it's a very difficult place to live. And raising your children and making sure that they have both the American and French cultures and backgrounds and languages. And it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And, yeah. um, and then I sent my children to American universities and... Uh, and, and they did extremely well. So it was a lot of work, and um, but it was an incredible experience. My children 
are incredible human beings. They have incredibly open minds. They get, it makes for a very open mind to I think cultures, so to, 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 to yourself, uh, to understanding people, but it's not easy. I agree. Well, you know, I was, I was 21 when I went to Switzerland to do student teaching and it was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in my twenties or thirties or forties. And so this was way before cell phones, way before you had access to easy communication. And I landed, you know, on the plane, got a train to Lausanne, Switzerland. And the person who was supposed to find me housing was nowhere to be found all weekend. And all I had was a payphone. So I had to check into a hotel and wait three days to get a hold of him and find out where am I supposed to live? And they hadn't set up housing for me, which is what I had paid for. And so to that point, I think <laughs> that right away, you learn how to show up for yourself. You know, I was 21 years old and, and you learn how to show up for yourself. You learn that no one's going to figure this out for you. You exactly. have to take responsibility. <laughs> you have to make this work. And, um, and so I think that that's a big part of travel in general and the resilience of traveling, but especially living in another culture is that adaptability and realizing that when you're out of your comfort zone, you have to create your own destiny in this situation, right? And it's it's not easy. So I appreciate that. I, I'm glad that you shared that because I, I can only imagine that that was probably one of your greatest obstacles and yet one of the greatest things that's led you to where you are right now. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head, which is what I'm all about too, is um, at the end of the day, the only person who's going to be there for you is you. Mm -hmm. You might have the greatest children in the world, the greatest husband, the greatest people around you, but you need to be able to rely on you. So you have to take responsibility early on for your life, for your fitness, for your career. And uh, I, that's what I, I've, I've always been about. Um, I'm not sitting, like I said to my kids, you know, I, you know, the medal is not coming in the mail for you. <laughs> You've got mm -hmm. to be, you have got to really just go out there and get it. And uh, you need to rely on yourself. You need to be able to, uh, I, and I think in this day and age, I think it's very difficult for people to understand that. I think everyone wants mm -hmm. to be assisted. Everyone wants to have someone to help them all the time. Uh, and it's good. I'm not saying helping people is bad. I'm just saying at the end of the day, it's really up to you, how you live your life, the direction mm -hmm. it takes, uh, your fitness, your career, your 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 family etc uh and uh you know once you realize that and uh, that you you have that control um i think that it makes life a lot easier i think so too and i think it's about personal empowerment and, yeah. and claiming our power and uh if we don't claim our power someone else will and so <laughs> you know i think that's a key component to building our self esteem to um navigating our life you know it's interesting cuz I always say that when I taught stress management, I would teach my students about um, the seven greatest fears. And one of them is loss of personal autonomy. And what do older adults fight for? They fight to keep their personal autonomy. So I find it ironic, like you, if we then want people throughout our lives to assist and help us, which we all need help and assistance, we all need support. But ultimately, as to your point, we have to show up for ourselves. Even right. if somebody doesn't show up the way we want them to, that might feel disappointing and hurtful, but we still have access to our own personal tools. And that's what we have to 
that's what we have to play to. If I had to say it in a nutshell, I think that's the best way we play to our strengths to show up for us. Don't oh, wait absolutely. for other people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Completely. I totally agree. Yeah. Never wait for anyone else. <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. you'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> you'll be waiting. Even if you have the most supportive people around you. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it, it still has to be, you have to be in alignment with your own values and goals. So I have a question for you, Deborah. Um, and again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm speaking to Deborah Galetti. She is an Instagram influencer and NASM CPT and so many other things. And <laughs> she's got, she's sharing with us on how we play to our strengths. So where are you going from here, Deborah? Because I know that wherever you're going, I want to go with you. And so <laughs> I'm just going to be your little Instagram stalker. But where do you want to Yay! go? Yay! <laughs> uh, well, you know, right now I'm really into doing aerial arts with this um, group here in San Diego. Um, and but what we do is we, it's like I'm in the circus three times a week. And I just love it. I'm learning how to do um, the aerial hoop, which is called the Lyra. I'm, I'm rope climbing. I'm... Um, doing the silks, which is the fabric uh, that they do in the circus as well. Um, and it, I'm just having such a good time uh, because it's a different, there's skills that you, I mean, at a certain point, you can only do so many pull-ups and, and things like that. And they can become, you know, a little bit boring, whereas this is putting all my upper body strength to, to sort of a beautiful end. It's, it's, I find it really beautiful. And, um, uh, the flows that come with the different uh, movements that we do on these different uh, apparatus. Uh, and I, I'm, that's what I'm really into. Although I'm still doing all my other stuff. <laughs> uh, this is where I'm going right now because I really, really, really enjoy it. After that, I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't have a particular goal, like uh, being on the cover of a magazine or things like that, which I thought about earlier, um, mm -hmm. which were important to me. Now I don't really care. I think the, the moment I stopped caring about those kind of things, the more fun I started having. Sure. It's really important for me to have fun because I don't really relax in the sense of, you know, sitting on the couch and relaxing. I don't really, I have couches, which I never sit on. Um, mm -hmm. So my, um, so it's important for me when I'm engaging in fitness to really enjoy it and to be passionate about it. And I'm really enjoying this. So I don't know in the future where it's going to go. I'm just going to do what I'm doing and see how it evolves. And either another brand will like it or not, or I don't really, it, it, it's not really that important to me. Um, yeah. And it's a good thing because if I measured my value by, <laughs> by um, uh, the, the, the recognition uh, uh, by a big brand or whatever, then I would really not think very highly of myself. So yeah. um, I don't care too much about that. If it happens, if it happens, if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. I know I reach people. I have people say to me every day, thank you so much for showing us what you can do and that it can be done. You inspire me all of the time. And, and that makes me really happy. Yeah, well, I, I can imagine. And that's the thing. I think that it's funny, the whole aerial fitness thing, because um, I had a gal on here probably a year ago who teaches all about aerial fitness and I've done the silks, but I have yet to try the Lyra and all of that. And that is in my bucket list. So um, now I'm even more inspired. Yay! But <laughs> I think that, yeah, if we're going with play to your strengths, I think the biggest thing is show up for you. And like you said, you're not going to stand by and wait for the brands to pick up on you or wait for that magazine cover because 
because that's about having expectations for other people. And I always go back to where do we have positive control? I don't have positive control over who's going to like me or not like me, who's going to pick me up or not pick me up, who's going to support me, who's not going to support me. But I do have positive control over when I'm going to get my butt to that gym or on a Stairmaster or whatever it is. And I think that that's really the key to playing to your strengths is show up for yourself every exactly. single day. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's really important because, uh, you know, if you're not there for yourself, no one else will be. And yeah. if you don't show that respect for yourself, no one else will be will will either. Um, and I think that's so important. Um, and that's there's so many good things about, you know, as we get older, uh, there people are so so many people, young people are so respectful and so nice and so helpful. Um, I'm always um, just blown away by that. You know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of good people. I mean, there are a few bad ones, but <laughs> there are a lot of good people who are very respectful uh, when they see people like me uh, doing what I'm doing. And I, and I, I do, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, well, and I I appreciate the work that you do. I think that I'm so glad that you were here to share that with us and kind of talk about playing to your strengths. And I think some of those strengths, just to recap, have been that the international experience have been, I think, the multifaceted experiences. Because again, I just did a whole podcast on being multifaceted. Um, so you have the lens of a lawyer, you have the lens of an influencer, you have the lens of a yoga teacher, you have the lens of a lady who goes in there and does pull-ups. So you have the lens of an athlete and so many different lenses to see your body and your mind through. And I think that's a powerful thing. And I think last but not least, just reminding everyone to show up for yourself, especially women, not to use age as an excuse, but in fact, to use age as your inspiration. And one last thing I think is, I think you need to go outside of your comfort zone yeah. more than you think you do. And that doesn't mean, you know, like some of the crazy things I do dangling from the air and the rope and things like that. But I do think you need to push yourself outside of your comfort zone safely in order to become stronger. Mm -hmm. I do too. That's why I'm going to go get on a Lyra this afternoon. Not really. I'm going to go to the Stairmaster, <laughs> but I'll put the Lyra on my list. So Good. thanks to all of our NASM and Apple listeners. Thanks to you, Deborah Galetti. And Thank Deborah, you. do you want to tell them how they can reach you if they want yes. to get a hold of you? Debofit, D-E-B-O-F-I-T. Debofit is my Instagram. So feel free to follow me. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week.